Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Samuel 64 and welcome back to the Robocast. A bit sooner than expected, maybe. Um, <laughs> we didn't get our break that we kind of hoped, hoping Not for, but... Not even close. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joined alongside. Steve the American Killjoy. And World of Woodrow. And we're joined by a guest from the first episode of BattleBots Bounty Hunters. Um, introduce yourself. Hi, Victor Soto here. How are you guys? Um, all about seeing Great. you, Victor. Um, welcome back. We've obviously, the last time we spoke to you was after the infamous beta fight um right. way, like way back time ago it really does doesn't it um one thing i will say before we carry on with the, ep the episode itself i do want to say i think this was rotator's best season by a long long way like just seeing the some of the hits that you were giving out and hits you were taking as well obviously the, the end game fight springs to mind with a lot of energy going backward and forward where either machine could have broken you, you just kept going and it was it was great to watch so thank you very much some great battles this year Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we worked really hard to make it even better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, enough dithering. Let's crack on with the, a new show format. It's very similar to the Desperado tournament, where you know you get the tournament instead of getting you know a, a place in the top sixteen bracket as you used to do. It's a fight against a legendary battle bot. In this case, Bronco. Um, Bronco, of course, serial you know flipping god from seasons gone by. Yeah. Was there a was there a choice in the you know bounty you got to take on, or was it just specifically a enter and let's see? Um, I got a little bit of a choice. Um, I wanted to fight Bronco just because well, I had mentioned the show I never faced a flipper before, and I actually sure. forgot. I fought Warrior Dragon. I think it was twenty eighteen, but they were like a spinner flipper hybrid, and I just completely forgot about that because uh, I guess they never used they they never fired the flipper. They they went full spinner. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, it was, yeah, it was Witch Doctor, Tombstone, uh, Vita. <laughs> Imagine if you fought, fought Vita again after all that. <laughs> well, I was like, I fought Witch Doctor. I, I do want a rematch, but I guess in the regular season would be good. Um, sure. You know, I, I fought Tombstone, I fought Witch Doctor, I fought Vita. Um, you fought Ice Wave? Yeah. Oh yeah, Ice Wave. Yeah, yeah, one of the most spectacular fights. You <laughs> say this was his best season. That was that was, that was still one of the most well. spectacular fights I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, so I saw I saw Bronco. I was like, I've never really fought like a full blown flipper before. Let's go for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it went really really well. We did. Well, obviously, we'll get there in a little bit. But the episode starts off uh, very quickly with <laughs> poor Atom ninety four taking on Mad Catter. They've had, had no quite the chance. season, haven't they? Really? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they just. Never stood a chance. And Mad Catter fully wrecked Atom ninety four. Like there was bits of robot like guts hanging all over the the side rail. It was gruesome, really. I've got to say the um the whole sort of bounty format um has really sort of I've really enjoyed this because of the amount of gratuitous violence there has been in it. Um, there there is a real finish him vibe to it, and I really like that. Um. You know, if it's a case of in the main season where you've got your three fights before you get even close to the the brand of whatever, um, you sort of you don't want to go full send because you you want You're a preserved. robot there, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this because it's just a one and done tournament. I really like the idea of. Um, yeah, and it really differs from Desperado, where like that was kind of a concealed tournament, but also within the season. Like once you got through that tournament, you still have more fights to go to because you'll be in a yeah. bit, you'll be in the, the main tournament bracket. But this one, yeah, once you're done, you're of, done. Mm. Yeah, this one, yeah. Once you're done, you're done. And if I, I mean, if you if you get through, you still have more fights to go. But there seemed to be a lot less uh, uh, 
I don't know how to explain it. Like the, there was this sense of like, oh, like I don't care, just send it all away. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this, yeah. this this lack of. Not, it's not a lack of care. It's just yeah. a lack of you know. Uh, just uh, you if know, you lose, just, that's, just that's, 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 your, exactly. that's your last fight, right? Just throw so it all out there, and everything mm. everything will work itself out in the end. But some, yeah, some people are some people are a little more complacent. We, we had nothing. Uh, we have one of them here. <laughs> yeah, we had nothing to lose at this point. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Atoms had a pretty, let's say, a rough start to BattleBots. I mean, yeah. they 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 had four fights. They've lost all four. But when you consider the caliber of opposition that they were facing, I mean, they fought Perfect Phoenix, who made it to the bracket. They fought Tantrum, who made the top four. They made they fought Mad Catter, who obviously did made it to the tournament as well and went unbeaten in this regular season. And I can't for the life of me remember their other fight. Um, it's going to escape me. Oh, no, hang on. In the main season. Yeah, it's going to escape me. Either way, they've had quite a lot of really high-end opposition. And you've got to think, well, okay, maybe they, they did lose four fights, but the robots that they were fighting was pretty high-end and fair enough to them. But Mad Catter were just too strong in this occasion, I think. <laughs> they really did pile it on in this fight, too. The, 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 we've already touched on it, the gratuitous amount of hits, the amount of just craziness that went on in this fight and there's parts flying everywhere and it was it, it was it was a nice way to start the episode and i, I think it set a tone for the it rest really of the did. week going forward well going forward fight number two um a bit of a shock this one bale spear versus chomp um farmageddon <laughs> farmageddon <laughs> poor old chomp i mean we've discussed before you know chomp is a beautiful work of art and it has you know so many really nicely machined parts all the legs are all you know beautifully designed it works really well it, it you know moves very fluidly across the floor there's no real you know stumbling over itself like we've seen with other walkers down the years and bale spear just stabbed it in the right place and that was that it really was just a one shot and perfect from bale spear was it a, was it a valve that blew off their flamethrower or did it just i or- thought they bent the end of the flamethrower to face inwards Really? That's what I thought. It. That's what I thought it looked like. But huh, okay. Uh, not sure if you know Victor at all. I never got to see the robots after the match. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty amazing how Chomp just self ignited. <laughs> it was. It was brutal. Like the, the, you can see all the the blue flames on the inside of the robot, kind of seeping out the top of where the axe comes out. It was. It was great a proper to watch. fire. And yeah, that yeah. was that was a real humdinger as we might say you Um, see how big the tanks are on the top of that thing you think mm -hmm. it's gonna burn for a while yeah you're not wrong i mean there wasn't really much fight to discuss sadly because i mean pushed them around real good i mean that's pretty which is impressive considering it's 500 pounds Mm. yeah i mean yeah it's you got to think like oh yeah chomp's got six little eggs and you know like there's a little bit less contact with the ground less traction but still you try to push 500 pounds worth of metal it's not gonna have to do absolutely yeah. tough to do but that oh, that fight was over really quick and yeah uh, two quick good, fights good to for, start things yeah. off yeah. what i will good say for, about good it, for earl though huh? what i will say about it is this this series gives some bots like uh bale spirit a real chance to shine because you know it is more focused on on a group of eight robots some of them will go further into the competition and they will get more screen time the same goes for mad catter i mean i can't get enough of mad catter in the team because they are always enjoyable to watch and it was really heartbreaking to see how how they got taken out so early even by even if by by tombstone but it's yeah you know, sometimes these things do happen they do they do indeed well, we kind of rushed over two fights quite quickly because there wasn't much to talk about um and i think the same can be said of victor your first fight with axolotl because yeah. they i mean you were very merciful 
I think that's fair to say. You, you kind of use the, the back end quite a lot to try and, you know, guide <laughs> Axolotl away. But, um, I mean, talk us through it from your point of view. Yeah, I had, I had seen the Axolotl team and uh, realized they were all high school kids that didn't really have any adults in their team. And they were just, they just showed up the battle box of the robot and they were just kind of managing on their own. And I was really impressed by that. And it seems like Mark Mason from uh, Mad Catter was taking them under the wing and he was helping them out. And uh, I'd heard how they had difficulties with the robot. You know, they, they didn't shock on any electronics. So any little bump would probably just end them. So we had discussed before the match. So I was, I was, I was saying, I'll, I'll, I'll try to extend the match a little bit, you know, maybe just get to the two minute mark. And <laughs> uh, we were discussing strategy and stuff. And then during the fight, uh, I, I was purposely trying not to hit him head on with the weapon. I was trying to do a little bit of backwards driving with the boards. And there was a moment where I guess I, I didn't even remember what what I was doing at the time, but I guess I clipped their weapon and just managed to cut off all the weapon belts at the same time. And then I see the weapon belts on the floor. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go and like slap around the weapon belts. And they go and I, I try to hit it. And, and the, those kids charge me head on. Yep. <laughs> straight into the weapon. This is Paticate. This is BattleBots, man. Oh, yeah. dear. And I didn't expect that. Enough. So I was totally surprised. Like, oh, wow, okay. You guys really want to go for it. Yep. <laughs> uh, that knocked them out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a shame for Axel because, as you say, we didn't really get to see them much in the main season either. We, I think we saw them once against Ribot, which, again, no no disgrace there losing to a team like that. They obviously went on to do bigger and better things, Ribot. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about before before that is the little clip before the fight. Uh, you can tell that this is after the main season because you mentioned about not letting it go to the judges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by this point, we got into the bounties right after we got uh, eliminated from the champion tournament. Sure. At this point, it was just like, no, no holding back. It's a step yeah. on and yeah. see how go. I mean, it's it certainly seemed like you had a lot of fun going going forward, but um, yeah, that, that it was not much to talk about in in terms of the fight with Axolotl, but there's a lot more to come for sure with uh with Rotator. Yeah. Uh, fight number four was a little bit more contested, I'd say, between uh, Sh- Captain Shredderator and Sharkoprian. Um, obviously Ed letting Sharkoprian go after this fight, there was a, you know quite a few tears from him. He, he, he clearly meant quite a lot to him mm. saying goodbye to the shark, um, and. Captain Shredderator, no mercy. Absolutely went in and we've, I mean, we've, we've said kind of for the last couple of years now, you know, once Shredderator does work, it is a robot to be feared. And I think in this fight, we kind of saw that because, you know, when Shogoprin has been notorious for taking hits in the past, it's, it's done quite well, not reasonably well against Spinners, maybe not as well as others, but it can take a hit. Not this fight. Okay. <laughs> not, not this fight. For how Shredder few rate. shell spinners we have going, oh, sorry. For, for, <laughs> what else, for what else, what few shell spinners we do have going, it's good to see the ones that we do have work the way they're supposed to. Yeah, uh, especially we really got, yeah. Shredderator has, has struggled uh, in past seasons. So, Understatement. I, I mean, yeah. what have they got? Two or three wins out of like 11? <laughs> Something like that. This, it's more, maybe it's more than that at this point because we've had this season. I haven't done the math, but <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's lopsided to say the least. Yeah. This season, they've they've really sort of they've both stepped it up and also gone back to what they were doing when it was working well, and uh, it's it's worked out for them, especially in this set of fights. Um, Shredderator was a whole different beast this year, and and people learned very quickly not to underestimate it. Yeah, going back to old tech, I mean, it, worked, it worked for them. I mean, you know, that was shot, the way to go. Yeah, I mean, they've they kind of made it a bit more simple, I believe, and I think that's probably what's 
made it effective. I mean, Victor, you're nodding there. You kind of yeah. admiring what they've been doing this year. Yeah, I know definitely Brian's been improving the robot. And I know he had, I would go scope out his, his pit area. He had like four or five different shells and then he had like two or three different frames. I think one of them was just a full brushless setup and he was always tinkering with that, trying to get it to work properly. And I guess he, he had issues with it. So he went back to the brushed motor design, which is just easier. It's just a lot more reliable. I think um, a, few, a few teams had issues with brushless as well over this the course of this season. So that might may have helped him as well like i think we kind of spoke we spoke to matt spurk earlier in the season and he basically said him and the other brushed teams are kind of saying you know i hope they hope they keep not working because it's going to help them out in the long run yeah, yeah the, in theory brushless would be more reliable but i guess it's just the software and the programming it's it's, it's not there yet uh it's challenging things to be yeah there's a out. whole different level of uh expertise that you need to make these things work the way that they're supposed to or the, otherwise they're really jittery or non-responsive and it's a whole it's a whole different bag of worms it's yeah. yeah you start going from the mechanical to the more electrical realm and software as well when it comes to brushless yeah yeah, yeah. exciting stuff but obviously uh you know not quite there yet but i think shark, you know, the, shark parts everywhere in this fight that was yeah really i mean it really was a it lot was... of it was ablative you know the, the, the main body really didn't get too badly damaged you had a lot of tail parts and Oh, it was everywhere. The wheel was held up quite well, though. Yeah, mm. that's one thing that he. We, when we talked with Ed uh, back first episode of the season, he was really proud of his his wheel design, where how they could just get kicked in and still keep still keep on going. But clearly, something on the inside just just Didn't gave up. <laughs> it just it. And I, I feel bad for the guy that bought it because he basically just bought a box of parts. So. I believe it's the Norwalk Havoc guys. We're talking right yeah. now as um, Norwalk Havoc's going on. I think we've all kind of been watching that throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently, they, I believe it's in the, the background shot of the, uh, the commentators. Yeah, yeah, it is up on the top shelf. The head of the shark sits Absolutely. proudly. Fantastic. So it should. So it should. Victor, your second fight was yeah. Captain Shredderator. This was a much different fight to your first one. Um okay. I feel like there's a lot to talk about with this one because it was a really, really good fight. Like, back and forward for three minutes. It was great to watch. Yeah. Uh, Shredderator, obviously, had been historically very unreliable. And this was the match where they decided, let's just get everything working just right, just for victory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my whole time, hell of a time there in this fight. And uh, it's funny, before the match, people would just come up to me and they're like, oh, don't worry, you know, one or two hits are going to start smoking. We got this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see. And it was just brutal. Um, I mentioned in the pre-fight interview that um, I, I went to scope out their, their, their robot and I have forgotten how low that shell is. I think it's only like four, four or five inches off the ground. It's, it's really low. And with the design we had this year on rotator, we were flipped upside down. The blade was hitting like at six, seven inches. So we would not be able to hit them at all if we were upside down. So we had to go with the undercutter and we couldn't get flipped over. And, it was almost like I jinxed myself by saying that in the interview because that fight. There were so was many near misses, weren't there? Don't oh, understand God. the physics of it. I mean, how two, two horizontals managed to make rotator do backflips? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing like pirouettes and all this crazy stuff. And, and it's funny because they captured my facial expressions, but like they edited it at the wrong time of the match. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes were like coming out of my head, like, oh man, we almost got flipped. Yeah. It happened two or three, four times almost. And there's uh, some really big hits in there, weren't there? Yeah, with a full body spinner, there's unless you rattle something on the inside, there's no way to really damage them. And so they're really hard to fight, especially if you're fighting a good one. And yeah. I've built full body spinners in the past, and I know I can use that to your advantage. Um, you have to have 
high reliability on a full body spinner. But we we got we were just happy that after I think it was like after two minutes, it was just it felt forever like forever. Eventually, they finally smoking. started smoking. <laughs> And I think it was their, their weapon system again that finally gave out. And I guess I was trying to be aggressive and smother them. And I guess it paid off. Of course, we had, we had the advocation of the big bootay, the tail. <laughs> the booty hunters. <laughs> that, was, that was actually a backup because I didn't have my horizontal armor anymore. Valkyrie had basically eaten that in our first fight. Sure. The, uh, so it was just like, okay, well, that, that would have been my first pick. I'm going to go with the plow. And easiest thing for, for Captain Shredder and Tough Robots is to, to flip them over. And you can just push them against the wall with a slope wedge. You can easily do that. But <laughs> now it's, I was getting ready for the fight. I was like, oh, I got this left. Like, I'm definitely not going with the forks. So we're just going to get plucked off one by one. So uh, while I would spin up, I would always face the, the, the big booty against, <laughs> against Shredderator and have that absorb any hits. And uh, I did it a couple times. Um, but luckily, our weapon was just on point this year, and it was just like three, three to four seconds. It was back to full speed again, and just keep going. Yeah. I think I the um, the bounty hunters' fights like really kind of showed your knockout ability because I, I feel like that's something in the past with Rotator. As much as it's been very reliable and hard to kill itself, it, you've maybe lacked that killing edge to to knock your right. opponent out. Hence the judges' this, uh, comments at the start. Like it's kind of been a bit of a you know you are hard to beat, but do you have the the firepower to beat them in return? Right. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. tournament was the opposite of that. It was rotator at its best. Yeah. Last year we had a defense down. We, we survived three minutes of death roll. <laughs> and and that proved to me, wow, like we can really take a beating. Um, and then this year, more of the focus was getting on the weapon to hit harder. Um, but a funny fact is that in our endgame fight in the Champions Tournament, our weapon died. It was the one of the only times it died. Yeah. It was because one of the bullet connectors in our weapon batteries desoldered from all the current going through it so nothing nothing failed mechanically we, we took out the batteries and we're like what's going on we, we don't. and then in the foam that we pack our batteries with we saw this little gold shiny thing and they were like what is that it's like oh it's a bunch of melted solder and the gold bullet connector embedded in the melted foam and uh, i was able to rework the batteries just put thicker gauge wires and we used the exact same battery pack in our shredderator fight kind of as a test and it was and and in that fight, we had way more weapon hits than in the endgame fight. And I was like, okay, well, I solved the next failure mode because now that we've fixed all the, we got the mechanics down, where, where's the next set of gremlins that eventually come out and bite you? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the way to go, really. And that's the only way you learn is by having things break and then fixing them. And then right. basically you have this unbeatable machine, ideally. Uh, yeah. So, but it was it, it, it. This was a really good fight. I mean, I, I I was I was worried this was going to go similarly the way that with Bloodsporting Chronos because you have this really big armored shell uh, and this horizontal weapon that's going to just bash off of it over and over and over again. But your benefit is being able to get up and underneath that shell, and as long as you don't get flipped over, you were in you were in business. So I will say I was worried a couple times right before it was it was very close <laughs> to being tipped over. But you know, oh, man, you yeah. stuck those you stuck those dismounts like they were saying, and everything worked out. <laughs> It was a 10 from the judges, I think, for that oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've got to say, it's still one of my favourite fights from this season's fights. It yeah, I think so. just such a spectacle to see these two going at it and the weird physics of what was going on there. And, you know, just an awe-inspiring fight. It echoes of the tournament, you know, where it's like we have this mm -hmm. these two bots that just go deep into this three-minute round. And it, we had, like... That's also why we got so many judges' decisions because they were all just so hardy and just tough to beat. 
and it was it was it was a little bit of a little bit a little bit more of that and it was nice to see again so mm. okay. yeah. rotator through again yeah through to the the next round um where you'd meet either mad catter or bale spear and um well it's much, much like the atom 94 fight with with mad catter it didn't last very long did it <laughs> you didn't see a way for bale spear to get through this unscathed let alone win Battery-ectomy yeah. is the word that comes to again, mind. Again, again, with the same, exactly the same thing, because um, in the Atom fight, you saw all of Atom's batteries just lying on the floor next to the robot, and this time, Madcaster actually hit one of them and obviously caused a little bit of the old magic smoke to come out. Mm. It was pretty pretty gruesome. Um, it was. And Madcaster was just on the warpath. Yeah, they were hungry. The, they had, whatever they had whatever taste in, of they? blood they mm. got, they sure... Uh, <laughs> Maybe they were just mad they missed the tournament. I don't know. They were they they got all this pent up energy. They just got to burn out now, <laughs> and everybody else in their way is just that. That's just what you're in the way. It was cool to see Bale Spear get another fight though, because you know they've they was they earned the the, the win against Chomp. You know, obviously, you know Chomp's kind of a unique robot, but against Mad Cat, who this season has really upped their game quite significantly. I don't yeah. think they ever really stood a chance. Bless them. Yeah. Um, I suppose that. Kind of Especially already. since they could only do one side of that that wedge where they had to account for not having uh, protection on both sides, so you knew what side they were going to lead with, and basically the other side's just chewy and ready to be able to ready to be hit. So unfortunately, yeah. they had a weak spot going in. If they were going to head on straight, and all they had uh, all that Catter uh, had to do was aim for that, and it was pretty. Much and so hard. they did, and so they did. Um, we're going into the final of the tournament between Mad Cat and Rotator uh, Victor. Did you kind of? Did you fear Mad Catter going in? Because the last two seasons, the, the two big losses that you faced against have been against big vertical spinners. Obviously, Bite Force was brutal against yourself. And then, obviously, you've already mentioned the fight with Death Roll in 2019. Yeah, was, there, was, was there a fear going into this fight we could go the same way? Yeah, definitely. Uh, up until this point, I realized that the, the rotator design was finally to the point where you could go toe-to-toe with vertical spinners because we had the... Uh, you know, we had Bombshell last year. We had Endgame and Jackpot. And then we, you know, Axolotl technically counts. <laughs> I don't <discount laughs> Much smaller spinner. Yeah. But still good hit. <laughs> but, but what uh, I was doing my research before this fight, and I realized the only fight that Matt Ketter has lost is against Tombstone. And that's, you know, like that's, you know, it's you losing against Tombstone. There's nothing you can say about that. You know, it's mm-hmm. bound to happen. So there's no shame there. Coming it's from just... the person who's beaten him, though. <laughs> yeah, close. It, was, it, was, it was close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but up until that point, I'm like, okay, well, these guys are incredibly hard to knock out. And they've just been... They, yeah, you, you saw the carnage in the two previous fights with Bale Spear and uh, uh, and Adam 94. So I knew they had weapon power. So I was like, this is a well-balanced vertical spinner. Let's, let's see how it goes. And uh, yeah... It was funny because they they they, they went the the whole mind mind tricks game before before the match because they had they had two robots they had the the hammer they had a full robot set up with a hammer set up the the hammer weapon and then they had the vertical spinner and Calvin would send me these messages on my phone and it's <laughs> videos of the hammer breaking through a manhole cover and he's like oh man look our hammer's hitting stronger than ever ready for tomorrow I was like. I don't know if they're going to go with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather like, they did or not? Yeah, and, and they actually lined up both robots in the right before the arena. So then our team were like, well, 
Now we can't really tell. Like now they've lined up. They actually prepared both robots. They passed functional and safety with both robots. Now it's just like okay. And I'm thinking, okay, would they go with a hammer? I would want to add more up, upper and bottom uh, armor. But if I do that, I can't use the wheel guards. And so, you know, how, how do I do this? So then I, I kind of came up with a like a like a hybrid armor approach. Where I did end up being able to get upper and lower extra armor. I, I was able to keep the wheel guards and the the front uh, the front armor, the one that has a rotator logo. I changed it from steel. I ended up having one out of aluminum. And it was kind of a frantic moment that they didn't catch on camera, but I had designed, I, I have several armor sets of different materials, but I had made a mistake where the aluminum had a slightly longer engagement tab where the screws go in and mount it than the steel. So when I, I had never test fit an aluminum front armor panel with the wheel guards. It was always steel with steel. And so right before the match, when I'm putting everything on, I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit. I had to buy or I had to borrow a portable, it's basically like a portable horizontal bandsaw that Hypershock team has. It looks like this big... Oh, that's their favorite tool. Machine that is beautiful, walking. Yep. It, lo- it, lo- it looks like you're holding a Gatling gun. <laughs> what, you know you know how they ask favorite tools on the BattleBots website? I think that's... I, I, I do think that that is their favorite tool that they put on. Or it's another it, team's, but I remember Hypershocks. It saved our match against Academy because if not, the armor wouldn't have been able to fit. And so I'm like basically clamping the armor on one end of the table and then it's just me like lowering this bandsaw on the arm and just chopping it up before the match, like cutting through all the gold paint. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all this work. And I was just happy knowing none of the safety guys are around. I was like, please don't want them. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't even think about that. They, well, they don't uh, know it won't hurt them, right? Yeah, but, but I was able to get the, the wheel guards, the, the forks, extra top and bottom armor. So I was like, okay, well, I'm ready for whatever they, they throw at us. And they ended up going with the vertical spinner, which is what, what I would have done. <laughs> And you did an exceptional job, honestly. Just basically the driving was fading in and trying to get them, trying to get around the sides. And once again, we saw Catter have a hard time against the horizontal. Uh, their fight with Fusion, they survived. Their fight with Tombstone, they didn't. Uh, and then with you, it was more of the same. Where as soon as they started taking hits on the sides, they really started the loose drive, and that was really the end. We we didn't see the the old man walking across the street like we saw in the Tombstone <laughs> fight. It just died. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was able to, to tear up some of the wheels. Um, I almost dislodged the entire weapon shaft from the robot. It was halfway out, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then I learned that uh, historically I've had the, the drive speed on the rotator way too fast, and it was very hard to control, and I would just keep peeling out. And I finally slowed it down to the point where I can have a little more control, and, and now it's a lot more fun to drive. To drive and I can actually <laughs> sometimes drive circles around other robots, even though I'm slowing it down, I'm still, I'm still the same top speed because of just how much acceleration I'm going to Vasquez school of doing donuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to get into that range, which is really fun, and yeah. uh, getting a lot more torque out of it, which is great. It's good. Yeah, the, the fight went really well. As, as you say, you know, the, you did kind of just keep on top of Mad Catter throughout, really. Like, there was, there was, there was, I don't think you got hit. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, to my knowledge, I, I don't remember. Yeah, they, they had a they had a wheel guard, um, but but luckily the the armor you know it's been kind of tested and you can take those hits from vertical spinners now, and uh, and I was able to drive some circles around them and I think at one point they their their wedge got caught up on one of the floor seams, and it just gave me the right like half second to just get them from the side, and then as soon as they got that first hit on the side, 
I guess because they have the front the, the, the rear wheels connected with the chain. If one of them goes down, maybe it, or it gets jammed, it could stall the whole side. And that's when they started slowing down. And then I was able to kind of drive circles around them and pick my shots. So that, that went well. And then you just kept going in and they started counting them out. And then you started just, <laughs> I want more. You basically did what they did to their opponents and just started just. just yeah. Them yeah. Up. Well, it was that, it was their last fight as well. Right. Surely. Yeah, so you may as well yeah. go for it. Yeah. You're, you're always keeping an eye like next to you because there's, there's just a layer of plexiglass between you and the other mm-hmm. team. You're keeping an eye just to make sure they're not, you know, waving at you right. <laughs> going, going nuts. But um, I don't remember hearing the referee during that match either. The referee could be in a different zip code. I mean, I know you have like a microphone, <laughs> yeah. but he is all the way the other side of the arena. Right. So yeah, they're supposed to they're supposed to have their audio hooked up to the uh, to the driver pods. Mm-hmm. But at least from my recollection, maybe I was just hyper focused. I couldn't remember That's hearing them. Possible. And it was one of those things where it's kind of the unwritten rule that as long as they're moving, keep hitting them. Yeah. And they kept twitching, and then I would kind of back off, and then I would see them like twitch again and start driving a little bit. Keep hitting them and see if I can get a real knockout. Yeah, yeah. and you did. Which yeah. meant you were the bounty hunter. Um, I'd, I'd do some kind of fancy graphic if I had some editing prowess, but I don't. <laughs> um, Bronco. Let's talk about the, the Bronco yeah. fight. They, because they've peppered in a lot of Bronco-related stuff throughout the episode. Which you would. You, know, you want to hype them up to be this big yeah. boss boss character, which I suppose they are. You know, they've, really they've, done, cool. they've done well throughout the years. Um, was there a fear going into the fight that you could just end up out of the arena within seconds because they've, they've yeah. done it before, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So Bronco, Bronco's always been a well-armored bot and uh, good driving and definitely a very powerful weapon. Something that I haven't really faced uh, before. So that's I think, crazy how you haven't fought a flipper before. I, that's just yeah. <laughs> what you fight I mean, the first from, fight like, next I, season. <laughs> aside from Warrior Dragon, which really they more hit you with their spinner, like you were saying, it's, it wasn't yeah. really a true test. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I was kind of treating it that way, like a test for, for the design. I'm always trying to see like. What could break rotator? And okay, well, let's, let's, uh, we haven't done that. Let's try that. And so this time it was, well, what happens if we get launched in the air? And uh, I know we've taken a few, a few dives like that from vertical spinners, but they're not going to toss you as high as, as Bronco would. But uh, I was luckily able to sc- scope out the robot. And it's like, okay, well, it's kind of what I expect because they use something similar against Tombstone and other horizontals in the past. But I knew in this fight, I had to drive like the Matt Catter match, just drive all the time and try to prevent them from getting underneath me with the front of the robot. Kind of like if I were to fight Beta again, it would have been that same strategy. Just keep driving even more, like maybe even be a little less aggressive just so I can pick my shots a little better. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was the, the replays at the end of the match on the, on the, on the episode were really fantastic because they showed that slow motion shot where. Yeah. You, ah, you were saying <laughs> that you, you caught the, you caught a, an axle or a weapon axle on a on catter this yeah. shot was ridiculous <laughs> one, i think they said one in a million yeah. didn't they unbelievable yeah. yeah even an undercutter mode i was able to just ride up their plow and just flick that little <laughs> little pin out of the way and that i don't know if it was that or the 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 launch that they tried afterward because they they missed me by like an inch <laughs> just kept driving and they they barely missed flipping me uh, but one of their one of the the brackets, so they have two pneumatic pistons holding onto their to their arm. One of them broke off, so they only had half the half the power at that point, and it was on a wobbly shaft now because it wasn't double supported. I really so would have, have seen them flip it and have the whole arm just go. Yeah, if they, if they would have kept flipping, if they would have kept doing any dry flips like that, that pin would come off, and they would have 
done a 180 with their that would have been so funny. <laughs> Bronco uh, did in this fight was much or is much like what the uh, the hexbug toy of it does in that sometimes when it flips, it flips just a little bit too far and gets stuck. And <laughs> it can't go anywhere yeah. from there, and you just have to bash it into something to get it back down. Yeah. Well, when I saw that, when I saw their arm wasn't coming back down after that first missed flip, I was just like, "Oh, this could happen. Like this is really <laughs> okay, let us go. <laughs> Let's keep going." And then and, flashbacks yeah. to the beta fight <laughs> because yeah. obviously yeah. then they started using rear plow um yeah wedge mode which eventually yeah. you, you pulled apart <laughs> yeah so then at that point it was uh trying to aim for the for the for the sides for the tires because they had their rear tires exposed but the front had the these wheel guards but um i, I think it's uh reason who's, who's driving reason did a really good job of just keeping the plow up against or facing us and it just got to the point where i was like okay well let's just do kamikaze mode and just go yep. dive straight into them no matter what and little by little, I guess I was able to get a couple hits on the same exact wheel guard. And again, like one of these weird physics moments that I guess we write up a dangling portion of the wheel guard and then the bottom of the blade like catches something and then it just makes us do all these somersaults. In the air. Yeah. You, you, I've watched back the slow-mo to get a, a screenshot for the thumbnail. You ride up the sort of back wedge, bounce off of the wheel guard that you, is almost peeled off, peel it off, it bounces off of the like the spinner blade at the back of its rotation bounces off of you and then you go flying yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we still got some air time <laughs> which um eventually leads to you winning the bounty um and making bank make, making <laughs> went big, to the judges judges, well, judges result, result that went your way how about that <laughs> <laughs> um obviously this is the last time we're going to see you this season yeah. right Applications are currently open for next season. Are we going to see more rotator in twenty twenty one? I hope so. Oh, definitely. If I can do it, I'll do it. I'm, I haven't submitted my application, but I definitely will. And I've already finished my design. Oh, is there anything exciting you can tell us that's new, that's coming, or is it all all staying under wraps for now? I don't think it's going to look much different from this year. Um, definitely, we're going to improve or harden the electronics a little bit. You know that end game failure that we resolved in the. Uh, Shredderator fight, we're definitely going to capitalize on that and just, you know, implement that all over the, the weapon system. Um, I am trying, uh, I'm trying to get away from titanium armor because I've had that historically in the past for the weight savings, but uh, in the tombstone fight, you couldn't really see, but the inside was all, all the weld broke, all the brackets broke off. I think there were only like four or ten screws holding that plow together. So if, if tombstone's weapon would have lasted longer, it would have been a repeat of the Valkyrie fight. The Valkyrie tore off our tire armor, so trying to go with some steel armor this time because it just seems like it's, it's a better material. But trying to do some finagling of the insides to get some weight to be able to do that. So uh, it's mostly internal stuff, but from the outside, it's going to look very similar. Why wouldn't it? Because it looks fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. Rotator the way it looks. If, well. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And to be honest with you, I mean, Victor, it's it, it's it's almost like a scaled up heavy gold, golden black version of your middleweight, honestly. Yes. Where it has a, there's a lot of lineage there. Well, I know yeah, the, the whole deal with BattleBots is you got to bring something weird and different. And I'll be honest that the two disc design, while cool, is a whole lot more, I'm sure, to deal with than See, having to have just oh, it's a nightmare. I know, but it looks so <laughs> cool. But it's just like I, I understand reliability. I do miss the two discs. I was so, going to say, uh, is is there any any chance we're going to see double discs again, or is it, or is this the way forward now, just the one weapon? Uh, I, I doubt it. 
Uh, <laughs> that's the, what I mean, you know. The the backstory behind that was I actually applied for the 2015 season one of the reboot, okay. but with a vertical spinner, just because I never built one before, mm-hmm. and I got I got uh, placed as an alternate because they said we have too many vertical spinners in the field. Oh, I was like, ah, well, you know, there's there was a lot going. On. I was like, I'm not going to compete in 2015. I can't if they can't guarantee something. It's just too much effort. Then mm-hmm. 2016 season two, I applied with with the rotator design, the double disc design. And they loved it. They're like, we love it. If you can build it, you're in. And basically, I I, I submitted that because I was worried that if I submitted my... I, I originally wanted to submit Blue Flame, a scaled-up version of, of Blue Flame, just an undercut of like what Rotator is now. I was just worried they were going to say, now you look too similar to Tombstone. Right. Because Tombstone had gotten to the finals with Bite Force the, the, the year before. So I was like, well, okay, let, I really know how to make an undercutter. Let me just double it up. And... Essentially, copy paste in a, in a big scale. <laughs> and, you made a robo palindrome, right? Awesome. And and we just went off of that, but it's such a pain to to handle because it's it literally at this point it uses double the weapon motors, double the batteries. Uh, it's a and it's as well, right? Basically. It's it's weight it's as well that you can together. use for armor, right? And then all these all the extra frame material to support that, I can cut a third of the frame off, save so much weight, and just focus on one weapon and. And then now all those extra motors and batteries that can keep us spared instead of potentially losing them all in one fight. So it becomes a lot less expensive to support a single blade as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and then there was one fight, the blacksmith fight was the only fight that I used to double this last year. And we barely, we, we almost didn't make it to that fight because they gave us one hour heads up for the match. He said, you got to get ready one hour, you're fighting blacksmith. And in my mind, I had, had said, if I'm fighting hammer robot, I'm going to go with a double disc. And we were waiting it for it all all season long last year. We finally got it against Blacksmith, and we ran to the pit right away. We started getting it ready. We forgot how much work it was to get the second this module mounted, wired. Uh, we 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 do we probably go overboard and fastening it. We, we don't want it to tear itself apart in the match. Sure. But they were nagging us to to get to the arena. All these pit runners, and I still had the drill in my hand, like bolting on screws as we were ramping it into the arena. And they they like show that. <laughs> And it was just so stressful. It's like, man, it takes us an hour to put this module on. It's not really sustainable if you're if you're going to do well in the tournament. So, well, that's yeah. interesting to hear. I like, I, a lot I, of things. I like that... to hear the background behind that. Well, while we all do miss the the pretty deuce design, this is the one that really, I mean, you showed all season that this thing just doesn't die, uh, yeah. and I wouldn't change that for the world. <laughs> and let's let's look at the tournament as well. I mean, you know, you only lost to the eventual champion. I mean. And it was very yeah. close. And it was very close. Like you yeah. were the only team that took Endgame to three minutes this year. Like it was, it was so close, and it could have genuinely gone either way. Yeah, it could have gone either way. And and it's funny, just because of I don't I don't know they had this pre-plan, but our first fight was Valkyrie, and even after that first fight, all the post-fight interviews was always, "What did you think about the judges' decision?" <laughs> and my mind was like, "Well, I think it was pretty obvious, you know, Valkyrie beat us. You know, look at look at our robot." It's like missing, yeah. missing its ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they did that for every fight, and then once I saw that they they edited it for beta to be first, I was like, "Did they have this pre-planned? Like, <laughs> is that going to be like the bitter guy that always complains mm-hmm. about the judges in this season?" I was manipulated. Uh, <laughs> he landed. But, yeah, but but in, in the ending fight, they asked me that again. <laughs> oh, we didn't I, see it, did we? No, they didn't show it. But but my my response was really that it was such a close fight that. I, you know, I, I don't feel bad about losing that one. You know, you know, I, I don't mind losing matches as long as it was a good match. And you know, 
there was carnage, you know, we, the thing is the same thing the viewers would want, like carnage back and forth, you know, all that stuff. So I was just like, you know what, like it could have gone either way. I'm not, I'm not angry about it. You know, I think it was, it was a great match, but the days after that Endgame was fixing the robot, it, it kept coming over to my pen, like, hey, check out, check out this armor, like all this armor you damaged. Do you, do you want our plow? And I was like, uh, sure, I'll take your plow as a trophy. That. And then like a few hours later, they come back with their spinner. Their, their blue asymmetrical spinner. I was like, hey, look at this. You bent our 50 millimeter, like hardened steel spinner. We can't use it anymore. Do you want it? And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, That's uh, sure. and then Jack comes, he's like, oh, I think maybe we should keep that. I don't know. Like, it's right, yeah. a lot to give them. <laughs> like, every 30 minutes, like, they were coming by with more. I was like, man, if the judges would have gone in and looked at the damage here, maybe for this fight, yeah. yeah. For this fight, not the Valkyrie they, fight. They said on the, um, the tele tape that, um, they had issues onwards from the rotator fight because rotator had caused them such grievous damage that you know it, every fight something else had if it had gone a little bit longer they might have died in this way or that way and yeah it, yeah. it really did number on <laughs> I was I was just so impressed with the performance of the robot but like from from like the viewers and from the driving pod I was like yeah it was, that was like 50 50 you know it could have gone either way Looking at all the damage, it was like, oh, I should have gotten damage. <laughs> but, but you know, it's 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 all good. Like we, we learn and we want to. You did say at the end of this that you thought um, winning this was better than getting the tournament. Do you true? Well, well, I, I, I treated it like the championship tournament because um, it's it, you, especially this year, it was nine nine wins to get the giant nut, mm. and because we got knocked out in the round of sixteen plus the four fights through Bronco, it ended up being nine fights for Rotator. And that's the most fights we've ever had in a season. I think the most before that was like four or five. So it was, I didn't realize how exhausting it was, especially near the end. And and we were, I was down to one teammate, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Just between the two of us, by the end of the two weeks before our Bronco fight, we couldn't even lift the robot onto the scale anymore because (laughs) just so tired. we have all this camera crew following us. I was like, hey, when do you guys want to help us? And right. <laughs> there's, something, there's something, but they all say like, well, we're not allowed to touch any of the robots. And I was like, oh, come on, you're going to make me beg someone. <laughs> so that's like the nearest video. Hey, you, can you come over? You, you need like that, uh, that like lifting robot that Deviled Egg had a few years ago. Oh, man, there you yeah. go. <laughs> we got one of those. But man, I didn't realize nine fights with a heavyweight, which I had never gotten to that point before. It's so exhausting. And, and it's funny because I read the Reddit memes and there was one of them how every post-fight interview with somebody's drenched in sweat. That's and why. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, really hot in that warehouse as well. You know, I've been told before, yeah. you know, by you know, teams that have been out there that it's just so hot, like, all the yeah. time. We forget. Yeah. So this is filmed in October, came out in sort of December through winter. But right. how hot was it in there? <laughs> it, was, it was in the high 90s uh, yeah. in the warehouse. And we actually had staff, like production crew, constantly making uh like over over like a pa system like announcements like remember to drink water you know like, there's it's, it's dry out here it's in the high 90s we don't want people passing out in the pits because mm-hmm. there's no ac and everyone's just drenched in sweat and and yeah by the end of the two weeks you're, you're ready for well you for got like, your nap did you have a nap at least yeah two week nap <laughs> <laughs> vacation on the world's most expensive pillow which i did love them saying uh, uh, dear yeah. me. I wasn't ready for for a post fight interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I wasn't. I hadn't thought that far ahead. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the NHL, and honestly, it, it, every time they they come off the ice, they have to have that one person has that one interview to talk to people on mics, and they're just spent and they're not interested in talking. They want to get back <laughs> and hydrate and chill. But you know, yeah. TV's got a TV, I guess. Right, right. So it was. Yeah, I was just like watching that. It's just like fast forward. I cringe at the I know how this goes. Um, Victor, thank you so much for joining us for a second time. I do hope you'll you'll come and talk to us again, maybe next season. I, I'd love to see more rotator. I'm sure everyone would at this point. It's been really good to watch you this year, and obviously, you've. I, I feel, as I said at the start of the, the podcast, you know, I feel like this was your best season by a wide margin, and this, you know, this whole tour was making me think. Now, maybe it's you know, it's getting to the stage now where rotators have got to be considered in that kind of very elite bracket at the top of that upper echelon yeah exactly if not if not it's like it's just knocking on the door like it really just it it needs that really final breakthrough in the tournament to really be like hey yeah thank you yeah we're we're gonna work on those last few tweaks hopefully get us there but definitely thank you for having me and i'm i'll be happy to come back fantastic with that said i've been sam elliott 64 i've been steve the american killjoy i've been world of woodrow now i'm victor soda And the three of us will see you next week for more BattleBots Bounty Hunters. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.